Robin and Shelby, and you're listening to the Rising Rebel Podcast. Through this podcast, our vision is to empower women to go for their dreams and have the courage to stand in their power. If you are someone who wants to live consciously, explore and shift your mindset, deepen your desire for personal growth, and really rebel against the shoulds and limiting beliefs that are holding you back, you've come to the right place. Here, we dig deep into the journey back to self and uncover that inner knowing that allows us to live from a place of alignment and authenticity. If the universe has placed us in your path, get ready because we're going on a wild and expansive ride. Hello, magical humans. It's Robin and Shelby here. And we are so excited because tomorrow uh, we leave to head to the... Bloom Alpine Wellness Festival. So we are going to be a presenter as well as an attendee there. So we get to spend the weekend filling our cup up, attending all these amazing workshops. And what I am particularly stoked about is that, yes, there is some of a little, a little sprinkle of everything. So there's some to nourish your body. There's some to nourish your like soul and spirituality, and then some to nourish your mind. So it's a little mix of everything. And for me, that is just my perfect weekend. I am so looking forward to that. And we also have our up-level workshop happening next Saturday, May 13th in Williams Lake. So if you moms are looking for something to fill your cup up on Mother's Day weekend, come hang out with us on Saturday night. It is going to be such a wonderful evening full of connection, personal development, um, mindset, just all the good stuff and connecting with other like-minded women in our community, which is a huge thing for us. Like We really do want to cultivate that community of women kind of going on this journey together, walking side by side and rising up. And so that's why we're bringing some in-person events. We still have our soul on fire masterclass. That's free online on Facebook till May 8th. May 18th. And we've been having so much amazing feedback on that. And it's still trickling in. Like some people are just catching up on the replays now. And so it's really nice to see, because I know I've been guilty of the same thing in the past, especially when it's free. Sometimes I take on a bunch of like courses or masterclasses and then I don't necessarily have time to do it all. And so it's been really fun seeing people, you know, finish it off and send us some feedback. And so if that's of interest to you, it is really potent. It's really good. Um, And if you can't do it by then, no worries. We were going to be selling that as well later. Um, and then our big one that we have coming up, if you want to take your personal development and your mindset work, your subconscious reprogramming a little bit further, we have dig in, which is a three week, intensive masterclass. We're going to be going a lot deeper into these topics, this work, and actually integrating to make real changes in your life. So those are some of the things we have going on, some of the really fun and exciting things. And we're going to start it all off with having this magical weekend together in Sun Peaks. Mm-hmm. We are. I am so excited. And actually, it's going to be my birthday on the Sunday. May 7th. So I just feel like what a better, what not a better place to be than Sun Peaks, like literally with my biz sister and just taking in all of the nourishing, like mind, body, soul, like energies that Sun Peaks holds in this festival. 
I'm so grateful. So, so grateful. There's something magical at magical about sun peaks for me. Like, I don't know if anybody else feels if, if you've been there, but when I drive up into that village, I'm gone. Like my, my worries have, I left them in Kamloops on the drive up, like everything, something energetic changes for me. The second you like crest that hill and you can see the village, like, oh, Sun Peaks is so, so, so energetically magical for me. And I say one of my manifestations that I actually wrote in our soul and fire masterclass was that I'm manifesting a place at Sun Peaks and I'm going to do it. (laughs) Mark my words. I'll be living at Sun Peaks one day, or at least have like a um, a place to visit there because it's just one of those places where I feel so grounded. I feel it has everything we want. Anyways, Sun Peaks, if you want to sponsor this podcast, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, it is. I do feel it. I, I, one of the reasons I think I feel that way up there, I, I actually get a, a similar vibe from other kind of like little communities like ski hill communities like that is because you're plopped right in the middle of nature but mm-hmm. it's its own little bubble like all the hustle bustle of like regular life kind of dissipates and it's just and normally you're up there to just be to just experience to just play or whatever right like and so it, it comes with that and I think most of the people around you a lot of the other people that are up there too are in that I get to turn my brain off. I get to just like disconnect from all the hustle bustle of life and just be. Mm -hmm. Um, And that actually reminds me of something I was going to ask you because speaking of hustle bustle, like you've been out of your house now, you've been out of your routine, but we've talked a little bit about how you've still managed to stay grounded and it's different than you would have experienced in the past. So can you just touch on that a little bit? Yes. So what am I on like week two and a half now of being out of my home because we're doing a basement reno and so all of our power and water and everything is shut off. So I spent a week at my mother-in-law's. I think I'm going to be here two weeks in Kamloops at my parents and then back for probably another week in a bit um, at my in-laws again. And Shelby a couple of years ago would have literally been crying this whole time. Like I would have been a hot mess because I am somebody who relies very much so on my routine to keep me happy. So you've heard us talk a little bit about circumstantial power versus personal power. And I was a circumstantial power. Like that's how I lived my life. I set up all of the circumstances in my life to give me power. And so while it's fine sometimes to have circumstances that you know will make you feel good, it's okay to do that once in a while. But when the circumstances are gone and you've lost your power completely, that means you're relying on circumstantial power and not harnessing your own personal power. So because I've been working on my personal power, like very specifically for the last well, a while, but I've really, really honed in on it in the last, even like six months, I would say it's something I've taken very seriously and really dived into. My world has changed because I realize my power comes wherever I go because it lives inside of me. It's me. I'm the one that creates the power for my life. So it was really interesting getting like a glimpse of how much my life has changed because of all the tools I have. Um, Yeah. One thing that makes me think of too is sometimes I think we 
mistake control for like personal power or control for circumstantial power. When we have our lives, our routines, and we're controlling every aspect of it so that none of it triggers us or none of it, like it's, we can, we can really operate on autopilot and thrive in that way. When, you know, we're controlling all the circumstances, the environment, the routine, all that stuff, that is a little bit different. But when you actually start to build that personal power, which I do really feel is tied to like self-awareness and mindfulness, that comes with you wherever you go. If you feel safe in your own mind, if you feel like self-aware and you're able to catch yourself like going into some of these patterns or whatever, like that piece, that part that lives inside of you is with you wherever you go. And it's not just when all the ideal circumstances line up and you have your routine, you have your perfect setting, everything's perfect. That So sometimes I think we can really think that we're losing control but, or that we have control when it's all lined up, but really it's almost a mindset thing. Like you are not losing control just because everything's all your, you know, routine is out of balance. Well, the, what comes to mind when I think of that is how I thought I was so balanced before was because I had set up so many circumstances to keep my power. So like being at home in my own little bubble, my own routine in control, apparently I'm a very like controlled person, which I'm learning more about. And I would have my, so I had my Peloton at home. I had my, all of my meals like perfectly you know, in my fridge, I have the place that I love to walk my dogs. I have my computer, my internet, all of these things that would make me feel safe because I had everything at my fingertips. And I like, if, for those of you who don't know me, I'm, I love exercise. I love working out. I love eating healthy. Like that's just part of my life. And when I had Huxley, my daughter, I had like a rude awakening when I realized, <laughs> holy crap, I'm wrapped up in circumstantial power because this little one doesn't want me to work out at 9 a.m. on the dot. Or, you know, sometimes I have to like do something for her instead of myself. And I was like crumbling because I had built up only having power from having like A plus B equals C in my life. So when she came into the mix and all of a sudden I'm like, what you're telling me, I can't work out and then go for a walk and then do this and do that. And I, I have to like take care of this other human. Where did my power go? Like, it was like this big slap in the face. And I'm sure parents who are listening to this, you can really relate to that of like, all of these circumstances you had in place that made you feel good. And then realizing when you bring a child into the world, your circumstances go out the window and you actually have to rely on your personal power, which is an amazing thing because that's what we're cultivating here. Like that's what we're talking about. All the tools we talk about gratitude, manifestation, limiting beliefs, like all the toolbox things, they all help you gain personal power. And that's really like the needle mover. So Oh, when you said that, I can totally relate to that shift. Like, and I think it's hard for, um, it's hard for us as moms, but it's also super hard. Like, I think that's why there's a lot of adjustment when you first, you know, bring home your firstborn for both like parents, right? It's because suddenly not everything just revolves around you and all your own desires. Like you're factoring in the fact that like this little being needs cared for and they're actually first priority, especially when they're newborns. And so I think there is a bit of balance that 
has to be found when you are able to get to a place where, okay, I need to start doing some of those things I used to do, love to do for myself again. And I think a lot of moms, especially they, they go through this shift of like, okay, everything totally went polar opposite to focus on the baby, like obviously their newborn or whatever. And then at what point like slowly I've had conversations with so many women. They're like, I feel like I don't even know what I like anymore. I don't do anything for myself anymore. Like what did I used to be like before I was a mom? And it's like, don't go so far to Mm. the one side that you're not taking care of yourself and you're not doing anything that fills your own cup up. And like, it is so important to do those things that fill your cup up, do those things that are just for you because they're not selfish. It means that when you're present and you're playing with your kids or whatever, you're able to show up so much better than if you you're getting resentful because you're never taking time for yourself. Your kids, if they had it their way, they would be attached to you all day long, but it's actually good for them to have their own things too, or good for them to have time with like just one parent or whatever. Like it's actually good for both parties. And I think sometimes we forget that. So nobody is going to, you know, they're not, especially as like young kids, they're not going to push you away and say, oh, go take some time for you. Like you need to do that for yourself. And so when you said that, I'm like, yep, I can relate to that. And I think a lot of people go through a similar transition, but also, it's a great practice of flexibility. Mm. Like now, how can you fit in those things you want to do maybe on nap time? Or how can you, how can you fit them in, in a creative way? And if you're able to kind of be self-aware about how you're feeling and what you're needing, you can come up with creative solutions of how to like weave that through your, your day. So oh, you're yeah. not feeling like you're and out it's- of self. It's almost like that. I just pictured like that visualization that you talk about or not, sorry, not visualization, like the vision boarding thing. When you say it's about the feeling that you think that thing will bring you. So getting, when I think of like, Hey, the circumstances that make made me feel really good was that I got to exercise. Okay. What does exercise give me? What's the feeling that exercise gives me? It makes me feel relief. It makes me feel joy. It gives my endorphins up, whatever. So if that's really what I'm after, how can I get that in my day? So not relying only on the Peloton for that. It's like, okay, well, I might have to put my kid in the stroller and go for a jog, whatever. But it's what's the feeling that you're getting out of and can you bring that elsewhere in your life to still achieve that while not relying on these like hard things that you absolutely have to do or else you have no power. Because I don't think that, like we talked about this before, circumstantial is not bad. It's just that you don't want to fully rely on it that if you don't have that thing, you're a hot mess. You want to, you know, anyways, I'm rambling, but what do you think about that? Yeah. Cause it can be used like some things can seem really good, but they're also used as a crutch. And like, mm-hmm. as soon as you're out of that, do you let your mind spiral? So that's where the mindset piece comes back into it as well is like, okay, yeah, maybe I do actually need to carve time out, but having discernment about what you really need and listening to your body, listening to yourself. Like when you get in tune with yourself, in alignment with yourself, in alignment with what you need, then you're not just telling yourself stories or saying, oh, I can't do this thing. So then I'm going to act out or whatever it is. It's like, you're able to determine what you actually need. And some of it is not exactly, you know, the same structured thing you might've seen before. And so if parenting teaches us anything, it's like flexibility and patience, honestly. Yeah. And what you're relying your self-worth 
on too. Like, I think that was a big thing with my exercise is like, I only felt accomplished for the day and like good about myself. If I sweated my butt off like twice in the day, <laughs> like that. And I used to like, that's what I did. I was like a freaking, I was addicted to it because it gave me that sense of self-worth and that feeling of like, okay, you accomplished something today. So who actually getting really clear on like, is this a healthy circumstance that I've placed in my life? Or is it something that I'm using to numb from other things? Because some would argue exercising like that, the way that I used to, is the same as freaking drinking alcohol or smoking weed or watching Netflix. It's all a distraction from your internal feelings. And so that kind of brings us, when I'm thinking about like the internal feelings, that's the stuff that I think a lot of people aren't nourishing is like, it's that mind, body, and that soul. So I was nourishing my body all day long through beautiful food and really great exercise. But my mind, sometimes I would do like stuff on my mind. That'd be great. But the soul part is what I was missing. And so it's really about those three things that you can nourish that is like the, the full package. So a lot of people I think are missing, you know, maybe they're working so much, they're meditating like eight hours a day, but they're eating like shit and they're not moving their body or they're doing all of these like Joe Dispenza books and they're training their mind and they're listening to Tony Robbins and they're doing all this, but their freaking adrenaline is up here and they're like, you know, they're not taking care of the spiritual side. Anyways, what do you think about that? There's just that, that balance I think is so, so key. And I think we all have an inclination or like a default that we go to is Mm -hmm. it do you you know is it always just your body you take care of your body or whatever and so sometimes i think we forget when we're looking at a balance do is there one of those three things that you forget or is there one that you prioritize above the others always almost always right and so if so like do you catch yourself when you're out of alignment and actually look at what you're doing and what you've been focusing on and where you can bring some of the other aspects in. I think for me, I'm so guilty of that a lot. And I can really sometimes like dive into the mind and body or the mind and the soul and kind of forget about my body. Like even yesterday I was like really busy doing a bunch of really great stuff, but then I forgot to eat until like two. And then I felt it like myself crashing and I'm like, holy crap. Like I've been so in my head today that I've forgotten to take care of my human body. Like, so I think one of those people that said, oops, I forgot to eat. No, (laughs) I'm like, I'm a foodie. So anyone, (laughs) any of my friends or whatever that are listening to this, they're like, she did what? Like, I'm the person who like licks their plate after a delicious (laughs) meal. Like seriously. Okay, guys, I have to tell you this really quick thing just because it's funny. So Robin and I are at this event. Uh, We had like a table at... Um, it was a fundraiser for an elementary school here in Williams Lake and we had a table and we were like just basically telling people about our podcast and whatever. So they have this little concession and Robin comes back and she's like, I have already gotten the soup. I got like the beef vegetable soup or something. 
And she came back and she was like, oh my God. Like I thought maybe Britney Spears walked through the building. Like I was like, what, what? She's like, this soup is so good. She was freaking out about it. She's like, this is the time for tea soup. Swear to God, she was literally licking the bottom of this soup bowl. And she was like, I have to go get more. I needed to go with the container. Like she's like texting her husband. Oh my God, the soup here is from time for tea. Like losing it about this friggin' soup. I was dying. Anyways, that was us. That's just my funny food story. So for me to hear you say that you didn't eat till two o'clock because you forgot, yeah, you probably were not taking care of your body or disconnected from it because that is not like you. Yeah, it's just so funny. But I, and then I'm like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, I've been really brainy today, just trying to get stuff done and kind of also in that very like masculine do, do, do mode and not just allowing myself to, lean into the feminine and just be, but yeah, it is really, it's really funny. And that's normally if I forget one thing, it's like, I will stop taking care of my body. I'll stop doing my workouts or like, I'll make time for the other stuff and not necessarily time for that. It's normally not food. Normally I don't forget that one. (laughs) Um, but sometimes if I'm really, you know, busier, I kind of forget. Yeah. That does happen once in a while. And so for everyone, it looks different. And we have to remember that like, it's not going to be the same because we all have our own like inclinations or things that we prefer or that we lean into more or whatever, but it's just recognizing where you are a little bit out of alignment and trying to catch it quicker than maybe you would have done in the past. Yeah. And if I can just reiterate on that. So for those of you listening and you're wondering like, okay, what circumstances am I relying on? It's even something like and I'm speaking from my own experience, it's like making sure that the house is clean. And if you don't, if the house isn't clean, you feel different than if it's clean, that's circumstantial power, right? Like, can you still be in your power? Can you still be connected to self if your house is a mess? If the answer is no, that's probably a circumstantial power that you have put in your life. And like I said, those things aren't necessarily wrong. We need a few circumstances that like help us get through you know, life is crazy sometimes, but if you want to know if you're relying too much on things, ask yourself, if I didn't have this, would I be a hot mess? Yeah, probably you would. That's circumstantial power. And that also leads me back to the control thing. Like sometimes, especially when we're in other people's houses, like you can't control all of that. Mm -hmm. And so if we know that that works best for us, then it is actually kind of like an act of self-care to like make our environment conducive to like our best self and showing up as our best self 100%. But are you able to also just like be self-aware when you're noticing that you don't have control over the, all the environmental aspects and can you still show up in a good way regardless? Mm-hmm. I think the, um, one of the biggest skills that I've, that has helped me with personal power is recognizing when I'm really in self energy and connected to myself and when I'm not. So I like to say, I when I refer to like self energy, what I mean is like my highest self. It's that energy that is like resourced, adult, not wounded, really like vibrant. It's that powerful Anyways, I could go on and on about details, but it's like that highest self version of you. So some people say it's like your godlike qualities or your spiritual side or whatever it is. What do you call it, Robin? Highest self? Yeah. Or I also like authentic self or in alignment. Yeah. Those are like some that Yeah, I... balanced, resourced. So that's like a really big thing that helps me with circumstantial versus personal power because 
like if I'm relying so much on my circumstances and I'm not harnessing my personal power, that means I'm probably not aligned with self because when I'm really aligned with self, I, my personal power is in self. Like that's, that's where it resides. I think that ties a lot back to the self-awareness and mindfulness. It's like that mindset piece too, because A, you notice when you're out of alignment or you notice these things a lot quicker than just allowing it to spiral. And then when you you know, have to recover from that, you're recovering from a compound effect of it rather than just the initial whatever was bothering you and processing that. Um, but having that, that strong sense of self to know a, when you're out of alignment, but be like, to be able to discern like what you need and be able to ask for that, communicate that, like that is also a skill as well. And so it, mindfulness is not being like, oh, Zen all the time. My life is perfect. Like nothing mm -hmm. ever goes wrong. I never get triggered or bothered. It's like, knowing, Hey, wait, I don't like the way I reacted to that. I'm going to apologize or Hmm, something's off here. Like, let me investigate. What do I need? And asking yourself that or, or choosing again, like the conscious choice comes back in. Okay. I was really like a gremlin this morning. I don't want to be like that for the rest of the day. How am I going to shift it? And like going into the tool bag and like choosing something that's going to help you shift that. And so I think for me, that's where a lot of it comes from. It's like, yeah, you can practice all of this stuff. You can be a very grateful person. You can be very self-aware. You can practice mindfulness and you still have things that are going to come up as how you respond to those. And how and quickly can you catch it? Like exactly. catching it is the biggest thing. That's what mindfulness for me has brought me is the ability to catch things before they spiral. And it's like a week later and you're like, Hmm, I wonder why my life went to shit really quickly. It's like, you know, the more mindful you are, the quicker you can catch it. Cause when you don't catch it, it compounds suddenly you're angry and then you're frustrated and judging yourself for being angry or whatever. And it compounds. And if you don't catch it for a day and then you wake up the next day and you are thinking and feeling all of the emotions from the day before, then a week goes by and however long. Right. And so that's where the spiral really kicks in. So that catching it is like, even if you don't know what you're going to do next, if you don't know what that conscious choice or what that new belief you want to program in there is, don't worry. Like just catching it, just noticing it's even happening is a huge step. You know what has to come before you can ever catch it, which is the note I want to leave this podcast on, is taking radical responsibility for your life. Oh, I love responsibility it. for that is your reality fully, 100%. And we don't want to, like, we don't, if, especially if things aren't going good, we want to be the victim of the circumstances or the victim of whatever happened. If we actually take responsibility for it, or even like responsibility for our own inner dialogue or how we treat or talk to ourselves, then that's really like a huge accountability piece that we'd rather not see. It's easier to just like blame it on other people or circumstances or whatever. So there's, there's something I want to end it off with. I love that point. So thank you for sharing that. Um, 
I'm going to share one little thing because I was talking to a friend earlier today and she Mm, said, tomorrow is a really magical day. And I'm like, what? Tell me more. Like, and I I love astrology. Like I'm not an expert by any means, but there are some really good accounts I follow. I'll actually take them in our show notes. Forever Conscious is one and Spirit Daughter is one. And so I'm going to share this post from Forever Conscious. I'm just going to read it out. So tomorrow, I don't know, but it's a numer, um, numerology specific day or something. So it's five, five, five. Um, so it's May 5th, but also 2023 adds up to five in numerology somehow. Um, so it says the five, five Scorpio lunar eclipse is calling us to go deep. We may be noticing past memories arising, vivid dreams, or painful emotions. This eclipse can also bring sudden endings or closure move with these waves and rhythms. Know that they are moving you closer to a greater freedom. I love that. And I'm so like, anytime something like this is coming, I'm like, Oh, what can I do? And so apparently it's a really potent time for meditation or reflection or journaling. So if you're hearing this on Thursday, know that tomorrow, Friday, May 5th is a magical day and do what you can to harness that energy. Oh, and we're off to Sun Peaks the next day. It's like the perfect Robin's coming to my parents' house Friday and we're going to like hot tub and maybe we'll do like all the magical things on that day tomorrow because it's going to be, I just, that's the stuff that I never used to get excited about where now I'm like, I want to nourish my soul. Like I'm so excited. <laughs> like I was like walking the other day at my parents' house because they just have this gorgeous like creek that runs through their field. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to take Robin down here and we can go sit by the creek. We can put our feet in the water and we can like just do all the magical things (laughs) like it's just yeah it's really made my world shift now that I started incorporating these like more magical things they just yeah really fill my cup up oh I love it I hope everyone else has a wonderful weekend as well and we'll talk to you next week okay bye if you've made it to the end of this episode that means you're committed to expanding your mindset shifting your beliefs and the journey back to self. We are so honored and absolutely grateful to have you along for the ride. If you enjoyed this conversation, please help us spread the message by sending this episode to a friend. The Rising Rebel is dedicated to creating a paradigm shift where women remember how truly magical and innately worthy they are. See you next week, and remember, empowered women are good for the world. 